0: The Secrets of Star Trek is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Trek, where we discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings found in all the Star Trek TV series, movies, and more. And today we're discussing the latest episode of Star Trek Prodigy called Crossroads. I'm Dom Bettinelli, and joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stika. Hey, Father Corey. How's it going? And Jimmy Aiken. Hey, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. Folks, be sure to share the podcast with your friends. Help us grow this community and reach more listeners. Uh, The number one way we get a new audience member is by you recommending and sharing. So we really do appreciate that. And there's another show on the StarQuest network I'm sure you will enjoy called Let's Science. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash science. So, Jimmy, we have this new episode of Star Trek Prodigy. Could you give us a recap of what happens? Last time, the kids decided to find
1: a way back to Starfleet without the Protostar so that the Federation will be safe. This time, they put the plan into action. They go to an ice planet with a transportation hub and bury the Protostar in the snow. They then go to the transportation hub, a wretched hive of scum and villainy, where they Hmm. meet the Han Solo wannabe Thaddean Akona from the terrible Next Generation episode, The Outrageous Akona. They also meet biological Janeway and her crew, who have come in search of Barnus Fex, the Denobulan, who was on the communications relay station when it got destroyed. Janeway learns that the Protostar is being crewed by kids, but the kids learn that Gwen's father, the Diviner, is on Janeway's ship, and that Janeway believes that they took Chakotay prisoner or killed him, and that they deliberately destroyed the communications station. So... They run, and we get a snowspeeder chase across the surface of the planet Hoth back to the Protostar, and they unwittingly take Akona along with them. Once back at the Protostar, they launch and are preparing to use its jump drive to escape biological Janeway, but Murph hatches from his chrysalis, and in his new humanoid form, he accidentally launches a torpedo that hits Janeway's ship. She returns fire and damages the Protostar's third and cell, crippling them. Upon falling out of warp, Akona suggests that they remodulate their shields so the Romulans can't detect them and head into the neutral zone. They do so, and Janeway is prepared to risk war and follow them in. And in our final shot, Romulans intercept Janeway and warn her that she's dangerously close to entering
0: the neutral zone. The end. So, interestingly, that one thing that, Characterizes this show is that they don't drag things out. No, if, if they say that something's going to happen at the end of one episode, then the next episode, it's going to happen. What we have here is the the encounter with Janeway we've been anticipating, which I think happened sooner than I I thought it would. Frankly, mm. I mean, what did you guys think? Is is this a surprise? I I don't think so. I think this was.
2: I mean, I figured it was going to be later in the season, but it's not a surprise. It happened now. Um, because we knew that Jane was chasing after him and that she was following their trail, so figured it would it would be a matter of time before she would catch up. Um, how it happened, you know, it was also not a surprise that you know they do run into her, and of course she gets the wrong impression, and so they go run and hide. You know, instead of explaining everything, they you know there's miscommunication and the usual keeping secrets from each other. That that, that didn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. Uh, how about you, Jimmy? Was it a, a, a little bit of surprise or did it kind of no, fits within it? it I could
1: predict, you know, I, I mean, I didn't predict it, 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 that it's going to be on an ice planet, but I predicted that we would be meeting Janeway soon and there would be a misunderstanding. And, you know, all that's fairly straightforward. It could have happened within an episode or two. So, mm. um, but I knew it was coming soon. And. You know, it, it was inter- It was an interesting episode. I was interested that they had each of the um, members of the ProtoStar Kids meet a different member of Janeway's crew, which was kind of interesting. So, like, Jankum Pog meets meets his fellow Tellarite Doctor Nome, mm-hmm. and he's doing his little comical Tellarite royalty thing, and and Noam kind of bursts his bubble by revealing yeah. that the name Pog. Yep. Is res- is reserved for runts, yeah,
0: and um which may so, explain why Jank and Pog was out there all alone to be captured by the Diviner.
1: Maybe also it his his shortness relative to the other characters is not just artistic license. He really is mm-hmm. much shorter right. than than other people, including the Tellarites we've seen before. Um Gwyn then meets Ascencia the. Who, or, you know, Tahani.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Dal meets Janeway himself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we, we we get interaction with each of them. Of course, the misunderstanding, you know, I'm kind of cutting them slack because they're kids, but dudes explain.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Well.
1: Um, but they don't. And so we have, you know, which again, for a for kid's thing is okay.
0: It was a little frustrating that Pog was literally just about to tell Dr. Noom, mm-hmm. About the protostar when he gets derailed by the wait a minute, <laughs> like you just yeah. insulted me. Like no, just tell him, just tell him. Yeah, it was it was a little funny. Well, um, and that's that's the
2: same thing. Uh, uh, Dal was about to tell Janeway, and of course she's oh you want to join Starfleet? Yeah, but there's a problem, and was about to tell him
0: then when everybody else shows up and right, right, yeah that that whole and then the running and then the misunderstanding. So, but we start with the diviner again on the on the uh, Dauntless that's Janeway's ship here and the he has, it doesn't have his memory, but it's coming back like this in little bits mm-hmm. here and there. um, And, and it is interesting to see this turnabout where the assumptions that are being made by Janeway and her crew that the divine, like I, we've mentioned before that he's a victim, that they just assume that he is the good guy or, you know, they give him the benefit of the doubt anyway, that he's, the victim of the bad guys, and mm-hmm. these must be the bad guys. So I I I like that they're doing that. It is at least somewhat of a, a little bit of a complex thing for a kids show. So that's pretty mm-hmm. good, right? Um, so they they stash the ship under the snow, which I think yeah. is kind of funny that this whole sequence of we're going to hide it here, and you know, and the hollow way is. It it may be many years before I see you again, but I will. It'll be just like a second for me. And then when they get back, like within a half hour, she's like, "How long has it been?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, that was a little unrealistic for me. It's like, dude, you're a hologram. Just check the system clock.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, right. Um, but they're, what they're trying to do you know, ostensibly is hitch a ride to Starfleet with someone else. Um, and um, <laughs> Jimmy, I literally wrote the same thing you mm-hmm. did about. The depot is a wretched hive of Mm common villainy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is that line is kind of dropped there. Uh, Something similar to that. Not exactly that, but it is kind of dropped there. So that it, I'm I'm sure it's an homage. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we have.
1: Well, and especially given the president, the presence of Okona, because yes. he is—if yeah. you know the original episode from Next Gen—he just wants to be Han Solo so hard, <laughs> but he just—he is just not. Yeah, it is a terrible, <laughs> terrible episode. Yes, the the best dissection I've ever seen of it was on a website called the Agony Booth, where <laughs> um, where the guy would dissect. In exquisite detail, all of just how bad different pieces of visual media are. And he did a, a whole series on dissecting uh, the outrageous Akona, which in, in, incidentally has a characteristic um, of bad writing, which the author of The Agony Booth refers to. I think it's a very useful term. He refers to it as informed attributes. Mm. So if they have to tell you about someone, Instead of showing you it is of what the person's characteristics are, it is bad. Um, It is poor writing if you have to say, "Oh, this guy, he's so blank." Right, and it's right there in the title: "The Outrageous Okona." (laughs) So you 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 aren't gonna. Instead of showing us that he's outrageous. You have to tell us he's outrageous, yeah. and he's actually not that outrageous, <laughs> yeah. um, and he certainly isn't here. You know, of course, right. he's a lot older, but he's i like—he's certainly better here than he was in yeah. the original episode, but he does almost nothing. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and, and Billy Campbell had revealed that he was going to be on as this character, mm-hmm. and right. that it... Part of this is to redeem the character. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and- to make him actually, you know, older, wiser, and not quite the comic relief he was on TNG.
0: Well, and he also was in Lower Decks, too, right? I mean, he was... He,
1: well, he, an animated version of him that didn't have any lines was
0: in Lower Decks. As right. A,
1: right. DJ at a Starfleet party. That's right. That's right. Yep.
0: But, you know, we have this... He's he's one of the few uh, guest characters from TNG who showed up on both Lower Decks and <laughs> on Prodigy. So, I mean, it's... So uh, far. So far. Kind of interesting. Uh, but he's also missing an eye, by the way. Someone apparently mm-hmm. took his eye for probably because of how bad yeah, he was. was. He had both <laughs> yeah. both eyes in the original Next Gen episode. Yeah, he was perhaps too outrageous at some point. Um, we mm. also have, uh, this is where Barnus Frex showed up. Now He was the Starfleet officer on board the communications array that got destroyed and picked up and brought, apparently to here by his rescuers, where they were going to rendezvous with Janeway. And so that's where he is. They find him there. And he's the one who kind of points a finger at Dal and says, That's them. So uh, kind of interesting there.
1: It's also interesting. So Janeway is kind of down on Barnas Frex after
0: after the reveal, because it's like you didn't tell me they were kids. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that's that. That's a kind of a, a big reveal there. And I think it changes Janeway's attitude mm-hmm. a little bit although a she's little. still still getting ready to blast them with photon torpedoes uh by yeah. the end of it not 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 to kill them but to, to disable stop them, them from escaping right. yeah right right um and it, it's interesting you know that like as you mentioned each of these characters runs into a counterpart on jamie's crew that's significant and with, with uh gwyn she mm-hmm. runs into ensign mm-hmm. Ascentia, who is. Yep become close to the diviner and right. you know who has been told by the diviner about his daughter gwyn and so when she's Gwyndala, she, Gwindala. right mm-hmm. and so when she you know realizes this is her she's like oh your father wants to see you and doesn't realize <laughs> that's a horrific thing what that's a bad idea yeah <laughs> so uh and runs you, away you, you,
1: you do have parallels in who meets who. You've got the, the Tellerite meets the Tellarite. The girl meets the girl and the captain meets the captain.
0: Yes, yep.
2: exactly. Exactly. The girl is close Rock, to the diviner. Yeah. And you got Rock who calls them all out. You've
0: met all these people and you didn't tell them about the weapon on the <laughs> Protostar. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's the thing that's so frustrating. Just tell them about the, the virus. And then once they get on the Protostar, they can't you know, open hailing yeah. frequencies because that would, is what triggers it. Um, Janeway could have done a little bit more on her part.
1: I mean, not e- even not knowing that, that the kids can't open Haley, hailing frequencies, um, Janeway could have been broadcasting, hey, kids, let's talk. Yeah. And, you know, and what they should have done um, and what would have been a real world thing to do is use a signal light. If you can't can't establish radio communication, switch over to using a signal light. Just used in in their context, it would probably be a laser, but um, you know. But whether it's a laser or a regular light, start talking
0: by signal light that you're in Mm -hmm. control of, or you know, hop in a shuttle and fly over and Mm -hmm. (laughs) go aboard, or you know, Mm -hmm. land on a planet surface and talk, you know, or something. But yes, right. Um, You know, in the snow chase, which was very Star Warsy. Did, oh yes. Did the kids kill one of the security guys when he, when they caused his vehicle to crash and explode? I don't I, think so. Be, because that's
2: one of those they don't show anything, but all you see is it go, you know, swerve off into a rock or you're behind a yeah, and it's kind of an ex- explosion. There's
0: an explosion, and the, but there were only three guys chasing them, and then at the end there were still three vehicles. So I think maybe they kind of pulled back on that, realizing oh maybe we shouldn't have them you know killing somebody who's. You know, innocent. These, this is just police. You know, essentially. Yeah, and Zindi, there's Zindi. by the way, yeah,
1: yeah, oh. from from from
0: Enterprise. These were
1: reptilian Zindi.
0: Oh, I didn't recognize them in the animated form, but yeah, yeah, I guess they are. I guess we've fixed things with the Zindi by this point in mm-hmm. the timeline. Um, so they get back to the protostar and uh, take off. I didn't realize how small the protostar is. Because it is mm-hmm. pretty small compared to the Dauntless, which I, I'm I'm going to guess is not bigger than, say, the Enterprise D. You know, it's probably comparable at most. I was, I was gonna
2: say, the Dauntless is definitely bigger than Voyager. Let's put it that way.
0: Yes. Mm. I'm guessing, though, that the Protostar. I mean, given that there's a small crew of kids running it, it's got to be pretty small, I guess. But in any case. Um,
1: yeah, I think of it as maybe, you know, three or four times the size of a runabout.
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah that that would be pretty small then yeah Mm -hmm. maybe a little bigger because it has like multiple decks and stuff but Mm -hmm. yeah it's not much bigger um probably small you know maybe um size of uh defiant that might be another way to look at it you know or smaller yeah Mm -hmm. so in any case you know the ships is my thing but um in any case (laughs) they're being chased through uh warp space is it warp space or is it like the slipstream i say slipstream, yeah because that's a yeah. new thing in Trek. is they've sort of replacing warp drive with slipstream because at one point warp drive was said to be damaging um the mm-hmm. fabric of space and that sort of thing so well, re- they, yep there's a, there's a line about
2: how they're you know they're running away from a quantum slipstream dauntless class ship right so it's clear that they're also running at that slipstream Right. I like the Akuna's line is is this Warp Four? And Pac just laughs. Nine point nine seven,
0: you know? <laughs> and then uh yeah, so then the, the Protostar drive is disabled just as they're about to jump, uh, because that's a drive that even the Donald's doesn't have. And um so they're they're knocked out of uh warp but oh but before that though, we have the big reveal of Murph, which is he's been in this cocoon and comes out with now, with arms and legs and more cuteness to spare. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. I mean, he's <laughs> he's definitely got
1: a humanoid body form now. He's yep. still, you know, the kind of purple goo. And he's got a little ball of purple goo floating above his head somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: he's apparently got telekinetic abilities. Um, but I don't know that I like it better than the slug form.
0: No, no. It's kind of Teletubby-ish to me, you know, kind mm-hmm.
2: of. A, yeah. I was hoping that when he would come out of the cocoon, that he'd actually be talking. And of course, it is not established that he doesn't yet, because we only see him for like what five minutes at the end of the episode, right? But and he's barely in that.
0: It yep. seems weird to be paying D. Bradley Baker to be the voice actor for "ew, ew," you know, like making yeah, cooing noises.
2: He was James T. in the in the previous episode, so
0: no, I know, but they these he's he's part of the cast. I mean, they got to be paying him yep. money to be to be a cast well, member.
2: That's why I've said for a long time,
1: I
0: think Murph is going to end up talking. There's, there's yeah. going to be more to Murph than he's just a slug. On the other hand, Marvel is paying Vin Diesel to say, I am Groot over and over again. So who knows? That's different. <laughs> so um, so this whole thing of hiding in the neutral zone by rotating your shield frequencies or whatever the the, the babble is, if that were like useful or possible wouldn't Mm -hmm. starfleet always do that yeah
1: (laughs) Mm. well except you know except for there being ethical and stuff but yeah Mm. remodulate the shields is the techno babble in question and Mm. so presumably anyone who wants can just wander into the neutral zone by remodulating
0: their shields right as long as you're outrageous that's all i'm saying is you have to be outrageous Mm. to do it.
2: yeah well, it's, it's kind of the, the typical shield technology thing of, you know, as long as you know the exact frequency of the shield, a photon torpedo can go ex- go right through it and destroy the engineering section of, you know, yes. a, a galaxy class starship, that <laughs> I, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's one of the one of the, the writing failures that you often see in Star Trek is when writers need a technological reason to be able to do something. They'll either break the, the transporters or they'll break the shields, you know, in some weird way they won't do their design thing because we found a way through it or around it or that sort of thing. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a bit of a crutch. I think that the writers will rely on a little too often. And that's where we end things. I mean, this has been Mm -hmm. another mostly action episode. So there's not a lot more to talk about unless you want to talk about the animation of snow speeders, but um, I I really don't. uh one thing i kind of got a kick out of though if you really think
2: about it is they they chose the reptilian zindi the (laughs) cold-blooded branch of the zindi on an ice planet yeah
0: should have chosen the mammalian zindi exactly (laughs) yep that's true that's true um any other notes uh on the quarry nope jimmy nope okay that was a quick one i mean it's kind of disappointing because It's an important episode. They've they've connected with Janeway here, but there's just not a lot to talk about. And
1: we'll see what happens next week.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. We'll see. So while we uh, sign off, we want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Trek, including Earl P, the G family, David A, Kevin B, and Jeff K. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Star Trek in all the shows at StarQuest, and you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So that's it from us. We'd love to know what you think of this Prodigy episode, Crossroads. You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash trek, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash starquestmedia, or send an email to trek at sqpn.com Or visit our Discord community at sqpn.com slash Discord. All kinds of ways to get in touch with us. You can now watch The Secrets of Star Trek in full video on your YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel. Not your YouTube channel. Our YouTube (laughs) channel at youtube.com slash Media. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of Prodigy called Masquerade. And until then, Father Cory Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Star Trek. Thank you, Dom. Jimmy Ikin, thank you as well. Thank you, and live logs proper. <laughs> and once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Star Trek on StarQuest. And remember, fear of failure has killed more dreams than any other cause. I don't know that that's true.